0: Okay. Good morning and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a Vision for You Big Book Study. My name is Craig F. and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today's date is December the 4th, um, and today we're reading from the big book. We are on page 21, the very first paragraph, full paragraph that starts, but what about the real alcoholic? Today's readers are... Uh, tenzin p for the steps pen patty f for the traditions penny c marge o and Margaret D for the text and uh, uh the uh, reference numbers for yesterday um december third for the seven a m meeting was fifteen thousand nine o nine and for the ten a m meeting was fifteen thousand or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive overeating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery uh, through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states that each group has but one primary purpose, and that's to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At a vision for you big book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Uh, I'm now going to ask Tenzin P to read the 12 steps. Tenzin.
1: Good morning, Craig and everyone. Uh,
2: Susan Pete checking in from New York City. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood Him, praying only for knowledge of His will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive over years and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you very much. Wishing everyone a blessed
0: day. Okay. Thank you, Tenzin. Next we have uh Patty F. to do the 12 Traditions. Patty.
3: Good morning. This is Patty F. The 12 Traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. We need to always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you.
0: All right, thank you very much. Um, How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive over-readers only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that you're sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the Big Book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you're done sharing, let us know by saying, pass. Then press star one to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the Big Book uh, on page 21, the first paragraph, Uh and uh, I'm going to ask Penny C. to get us started. Penny?
4: Good morning. Thank you, Craig, and thank you, everybody on the line. I'm Penny C. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from the Boston area. But what about the real alcoholic? He may start off as a moderate drinker. He may or may not become a continuous hard drinker, but at some stage of his drinking career, He begins to lose all control of his liquor consumption once he starts to drink. I often introduce myself, especially when I qualify, I often call myself a real, real compulsive overeater. I don't ever remember being a moderate eater or, or or as this describes, a hard drinker, a a hard eater. It was... From the time I was an infant, my dad even told me that you know i I cried at night and he walked the floor with a with a bottle in my mouth the whole eve the whole night and um from the time I was a little kid, couldn't wait to get home from school, and I would just raid the refrigerator and the cabinets and uh my mom worked in a factory three to eleven and so um it was a free for all for me until certain times in my life, a couple of times during my life, I actually became anorexic in order to be able to go to nursing school. I had to lose 50 pounds. And I only knew that if I stopped eating, I would be able to lose weight. And then another time in order to keep a job, I figured out that I could binge for two weeks um, after I got weighed in once a month. And then be able to just uh, eat anything, I, you know, uh stop eating. So I, so I binged for two weeks, fasted for two weeks, got weighed, and that went on for three years. Or Even during that time that I was not eating, all I thought about was food. Food, food, how was I going to hide the fact that I wasn't eating? Where was I going to get enough food when I was in the binge phase? my life was just talk about unmanageable and then by the grace of god i was led to oa and found out i had a disease and that as soon as i put that any of those binge, binge substances in my mouth and couldn't even tell you what my binge substances were it was like any food could turn into a binge any any bite of anything and uh thank god for this program for all of you I, I've been hearing such wonderful, wonderful sharings on this topic. And um you know, I've been I've been around for a long time in these rooms. I've been given the the gift of long term abstinence and I'm still learning. I'm still learning every day. Um and um I'm just couldn't be more grateful. We hear that all the time. I just could not be more grateful. So uh, thank you again everybody and uh God bless us all. Pass. Okay,
0: thank you, Penny. All right. Who would like to share on this paragraph? Tina Rick S. Jay? Rick J I got Jay. Tina S and Rick Did you say Rick J?
5: Yes.
0: All right. Who else?
1: Janet B. Janet. All right. Get a couple more. Shear F. I'm
0: sorry. Something else.
6: Shear. Like shearing. Shear. Shear. F. As uh-huh. in Frank.
0: F. Shear F. Okay. Thanks, Shear. No, for J. Ooh, there were two at once. Who were that? Nosa,
7: J. Nosa J. and
0: Elizabeth Gordy. Elizabeth and there was one other.
2: Gordy, Mickey P.
0: Mickey, I had a Gordy or something. What was that? Yes, it's Gordy. There's yeah, Gordy. All right, like Gordy Al. All right. Okay, let's uh let's go. That's that's a good list. Tina, uh, get started. Then Rick. Then Janet.
8: Thanks so much, Craig. Tina, as recovered compulsive eater, anorexic in Florida. Wow, what a great paragraph. And uh, thanks so much for the share. You know, I love when I get on the line and the whole thing that I do through everyone's share is shake my head or just think, yeah, me too, me too, me too. And, you know, I and I also don't know if I was a moderate eater or a hard eater at some point. All I can remember is that once I started to eat, I could not stop. And uh and I knew that there was something wrong with me. And so my solution for a very long time was different things like don't eat. That way you won't eat all the time. You know, and, and I and I didn't couldn't understand that because then that left me feeling Separate, apart from, and really being jealous of others. Why can't I eat like they eat, and all this kind of stuff? Until finally, I couldn't. All the mustering up I got uh, fell through the hoop, and I, and I had to start eating again. You know, and, and that became the vicious cycle. And then you know, it, I you know I hated myself more. And why can't I do this thing? And you know all this stuff. And you know and I you know I was fortunate enough. You know, uh, let me just say this also because I had tried other things. You know drugs, alcohol, and that was a great relief for a period of time because then I, I, you know, I just was able to abstain, not eat. Period, which is not a good thing. You know, that's where the starving and the the binging and, and starving comes in. And uh you know, purging for me was exercise. And um so, you know, when I came to the rooms early on, you know, you know, I really related, but I thought, you well, know, that solution is pretty drastic. You know, never eat these my trigger foods or my binge foods again never you know I never got the concept of one day at a time until I got the concept of one day at a time and was able to move forward from there but you know and so I thought you know I'm a little different than y'all I can maybe just you know take some of this and leave the rest you know I can you know do it half asked, you know, my experience is, you know, it didn't get me anywhere until I came in thoroughly convinced that your solution that you had would work for me too, you know, because in the depths of my food addiction, in the depths of the food, you know, I want to die, you know, I don't want to live anymore. And uh, the gift that, the 12 steps of over it is anonymous gives me it's a spiritual awakening and actually the solution which is lack of power so i am able. i'm enabled to tap into
1: that source one day one day at a time with that i'll pass thanks Greg, okay uh, to mute? Uh,
0: uh, thank you i right. uh next up we have uh Rick J and he'll be followed
5: by Janet B and Sarah F. Rick, uh, good morning, Craig. Uh this is Rick J. I'm a recovered compulsive over here in Cary, North Carolina. Uh, I love this paragraph. Um you know, and this is uh like for me, this is the uh you know, the the qualification that I have to make for myself. This is the determination uh for me. And actually, I I could even knock off the word real. Um You know, it's almost like, you know, if I'm dead, does it matter if I'm real dead or just dead? You know, I mean, how how far do I have to go if I am if I am truly a compulsive overeater? Then I have made that distinction. You know, uh, like it describes on page 44 when I honestly want to. I find I cannot quit entirely or or if when uh eating I have little control over the amount I take. Um, you know, and everything we read about in the doctor's opinion applies to me. I do have that obsession of the mind, I do have that physical allergy, you know, and the first time that um that I found myself compulsively overeating, although I didn't know it at the time, I was five years old and my um my father found me eating a jar of of mayonnaise and you know who in god's name eats mayonnaise with a spoon you know just right out of the jar and uh you know i when i had it i found the sugar that was in it the little bit that was in it uh you know it did something for me and we didn't have anything with sugar in the house but you know somehow I, (laughs) i found my way to the mayonnaise and i i like to remember that because That's just not normal. And I'm not normal when it comes to eating uh, certain ingredients, certain foods, you know, and I didn't compulsively overeat every single thing I ate, but there were certain things that just hit the right buttons. And I, I was absolutely powerless over it. And, um, for me today, you know, I have to, to know that I do have an illness, which only a spiritual experience will conquer. And, and, uh, You know, one day at a time I take the actions and, you know, I'm not cured. As my dear friend says, I am not cured. I never will be cured. But I have a daily reprieve today depending on the maintenance of my spiritual condition. But yet, at the heart of everything, I am a compulsive overeater. And I will always be a compulsive overeater. And it's taken me a long time in OA to know that I have to stay close to my higher power and maintain that spiritual condition because this will never go away. But I don't have to compulsively overeat today. With that, I pass.
0: Okay, thanks, Rick. Next, we have Janet B. followed by Seer F and then Mouse J. Janet.
9: Hi, good morning. This is Janet B. recovered from compulsive eating and bulimia in New Jersey. So I have this horrible cat allergy. If I am near a cat, I lose all control of being able to control my breathing and my sneezing, and I just become a wheezing, sneezing mess. I lose all control once I start going near cats. So what do I do? I am scrupulous about staying away from cats. And it's pretty much irrelevant that cats give me an asthma attack because I just don't go near cats. So you would think I would apply the same kind of knowledge when it came to food. I knew what my binge foods were. I knew what my trigger foods were. I knew that, you know, I knew what they were. And guess what? I couldn't stay away. I lost all control once I took the first compulsive bite. So you would think I'd say, well, Janet, you know, you know what to do. You stay away from cats. Why don't you just stay away from food? And the problem was that I couldn't. The problem wasn't lack of knowledge, that I didn't know what my binge foods were. I knew what my binge foods were. I couldn't stay away. So if you were to say to me, "We'll just get stricter, get a stricter food plan, eliminate more foods, maybe have more trigger foods, it wouldn't work because my problem wasn't lack of knowledge. My problem was lack of power. In a couple pages, we'll see that the main problem isn't isn't so much that. The main problem is in my mind. But the way I have to recover is through my soul. I need to get a relationship with God. Because then what happens is that God fills in the gaps. He fills in those strange mental blank spots where I can't remember that if I take a bite, it's going to lead to a binge. That when I throw myself into working with others, into surrendering to God's will as I understand it, then he just comes down and removes the obsession. So I don't have to think about food the same way that I have to be on guard about cats. God takes care of that for me. So the solution I have found is throwing myself onto God's mercy, asking him to help me relieve my obsession, and in return, I try and help others. And with that, I pass.
0: Okay, thanks, Janet. Uh, next up, we have Sheer F, followed by Martha J, followed by.
6: Uh, Hi, this is Sheer. Elizabeth. F. Oh. All right. <laughs> Go ahead, Sheer. Um, Sheer F from Northern New York. Um, I have kept feeling like I needed to share on the line, and I would always only volunteer right at the end when there was somebody needed and and then of course there wouldn't be time for me and I'd be like okay great i don't have to share today um but today i i just felt like i needed to um i am a real compulsive overeater i when i came into the program i was so deeply in the sugar that um you know i couldn't go 10 minutes without putting something into my mouth the problem is that over the 20 years that I've been in OA, um, the immediacy of my obsession and um disease has become less and less, and now I'm an okay eater, and so I don't have that fire under me to work the program as hard as I possibly can, because I'm eating okay. I just have you know, I'm back to being that moderate drinker, that heavy drinker where, yeah, I have some bad days, but I can recover. Um, But I know that being in this state means that I'm not getting all the promises of the program and I'm not able to be of full use to my fellows because I'm not a pure channel of my higher power because I'm so full of Food, <laughs> even though I'm not binging and I'm not full of food all the time, I'm full of the the life of the food and so i'm I'm struggling with how to regain the necessity that feeling of absolute necessity of working the program so hard, and I am working i'm writing I'm praying i'm meditating i'm you know talking to my sponsor and, you know reading literature um, but something something needs to click and it hasn't clicked yet and so I'm on this line every day and I'm listening and I hear wonderful things and I'm absolutely certain that one of these days it's going to it's going to make it work but um, but I am definitely a real compulsive overreader and thank you for letting me share my past
0: Okay, thanks, Cher. Next up we have Mouse J., then Elizabeth, and then uh Gordy. Uh Mouse. So,
7: good morning, everyone. It's Nelson J from uh Houston, Texas. Com uh recover compulsive overeater. And you know, I was looking at this here and it says um, you know, but at some stage of his drinking career he begins to lose all control of his liquor consumption. You know, I looking back, like I believe that I have been a compulsive overeater my whole life. And when the only time I wasn't compulsively overeating was when I was doing drugs or alcohol. Um, and I I believe um you know, it's just all of my alcoholism, anything and everything I will replace it, you know, um repl- replace my compulsive overeating, replace my drugs and alcohol um, relationships. Like I have that addictive brain and, um, you know, the only thing that helps it is the 12 steps and having a higher power in my life. Now I never really went to church um when I was younger um, so God wasn't really um in my life. I didn't know that you know God was God i guess and and somebody that that loves me unconditional um and once I got into the rooms, you know, I think that my God was small and and then coming and being um working the twelve steps in o a um he continues to grow and and that's the only thing that's stopping me from compulsively overeating. You know, I've tried so many diets. I've tried my own will, um, self-knowledge, like all of those things I don't have. You know, um I think that this is the longest time I've been abstinent ever. <laughs> and I feel really, really good about it. Like I am not stuffing food in my face. Um and, you know, this isn't, it's not about weight or anything like that. But, you know, I just tried on a pair of my pants. You guys know I was 410 pounds. I could not wear jeans that buckled and uh zipped up, you know. And uh I just put on some jeans and I'm able to do that today, you know. And that's because I'm working these steps. I'm working with others. I'm going to meetings. Um, and I've worked the 12 steps. You know, um, and so I'm very, very thankful to God and I was talking to one of my sponsors the other day, and I was like, we were talking about Thanksgiving and how all these desserts and everything's coming up with Christmas and everything and and I didn't don't even remember what they had for dessert at Thanksgiving like it never even crossed my mind at Thanksgiving dinner what dessert was. Like that is not me. That is God. I, it's so unbelievable. It's, it amazes me. You know, I was the girl that ate one whole pizza and two pints of ice cream in one setting, you know, and I don't, I'm not thinking about dessert. I don't obsess about it. I don't do any of that because I'm working these steps. Um, and I'm so grateful. I'm grateful for my life today. And, um, With that, I will pass. Thank you all so much. You have a wonderful day.
0: Okay. Thank you, Melissa. Next up, we have Elizabeth and then uh, Gordy and then Mickey. Elizabeth?
10: Hi. Thank you. Can you hear me? Yes. Great. This is Elizabeth M. uh, Recovered from New Hampshire. And, you know, I was reading this paragraph, and if I'm really honest... I, my whole life, from about 15 on, and even since I've been in program, I've been in program for about 10 years, I have wanted to be a moderate eater. Oh, I wanted to be a moderate eater so badly. I have lots of friends who are moderate eaters. So I would, before I came into program, of course, I would try every diet. And I would particularly try the mindfulness eating, the intuitive eating, anything that seemed a little bit spiritual that would sort of give me of course the truth was it gave me control. And it, it would work for maybe a little while, but it would never work because I am that hard eater. And I came into program at about sixty and um, I had many, many years of trying to be moderate and failed and failed and failed. And finally I realized in my fifties that I had just given up dieting. I realized I can't diet. And then a friend of mine told me about an OA meeting that and I had done some uh, kind of mindfulness eating work with her. And she told me that it was really working for her. So I got very excited. And I had tried OA in the past. And our meetings where I live aren't real strong. So I went to this meeting, which was a, it was a 90-day OA meeting. And I lost a lot of weight in it. And what I did was I did the tools. And uh, I did the tools. And I did more tools. And I was able to keep my weight off for a while. And then I started having lots of relapses. Because I couldn't do it on my own in that in that I wasn't working the steps. I tried an A wall, but I couldn't get through the A wall because I would kept keep kept relapsing. And then I came into vision and um I again tried vision but I didn't really and I tried the steps, but then I kinda let go of my tools and thought, Well, I just need the steps. I don't but then I would do the steps for a while and then I would break. And so then I would go back to some sort of spiritual approach, like in miracles or whatever was the, you know, du jour, And it didn't work. And finally, finally, I realized I have to do the steps the way I'm told. And I had a kind of surrender that I have not had. And I now have recovery. I now have neutrality with food in a way that I've never had before because I finally surrendered. And realize there's no moderate eating for me. There's no getting to step 11. There's no getting to God until I do the first, 11, first 10 steps. And as long as I not just work the steps but live in the steps, live in 10, 11, and 12, that helps me with that build up of emotions that I cannot manage on my own. I can't live in those emotions on a daily basis if I don't work steps 10 and 11 and 12. Because I know that I will go back to the food. So I'm just so grateful to all of you. You've always been here for the 10 years that have been around. And uh thank God I can tune in and you're still here. And I'm hoping that maybe I'll be able to help others, which is what I'm trying to do now. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.
0: Okay. Thank you, Elizabeth. Next we have Gordy followed by Mickey. Then we'll take some new names. Gordy?
1: Moderator, what is Elizabeth's initial, please?
0: M. Gordy, are you still with us?
2: Hi. I'm sorry. I didn't know how to do this thing. Um,
11: Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, so I'm Gordy, and I live in King of Prussia, Pennsylvania, and this is the first time that I call to one of these meetings, and I don't know what to do. I don't know who to talk to, and I'm sorry. I, I know this is to discuss what we read, but I just, I've been sober for from alcohol for 13 months and also turned my life over to Christ at the same time. And this whole time, I haven't struggled with alcohol. But, you know, like I'm hearing most people in this room, like I went through the whole gambit of it. You know, I went through heroin, cocaine, love, like you name it. And and I'm just so like frustrated. Like I've always struggled with my with food like I have always known that I have an unhealthy relationship with food but I just figured that with alcoholism I haven't struggled a minute with alcohol so I figured okay well problem is solved and no it's not and and I don't know like I'm so scared there's nowhere to go I can I can live a life without buying cocaine. I can live a life without jumping into bed with someone. I can live a life without buying vodka, but I can't live a life without food and I have no idea what this is gonna look like and, and I just don't know where to go and I
12: don't
11: like all I think about is food and every morning I wake up with this shame and this guilt, and every morning I have a new plan and then I drink green juice all day long and then at night time it's the same shit that I was doing with alcohol and like, hell am I back here again and and I know that God has helped me through this whole thing my faith is very strong and I know that for some reason he hasn't lifted this yet so there's something that he's trying to teach me that I'm not listening to I think, I don't know and I don't know, someone from AA yesterday pointed me to this and, and then I had a meeting with my nutritionist because, of course, like, you know, weight loss is like a problem. Like, no, it's not. It's not a weight loss that's the problem. And maybe it is. I don't know. I know now that I know nothing. I thought I had learned that in AA and apparently I forgot it. And... I I just I figured i make the call and hopefully from here I can find whatever the next step is.
1: Sorry. Thanks
11: for letting me share. Sorry, pass
0: Okay. Gordy, thank you and Gordie, I'd encourage you to if you can hold on till the end of the second hour Um we'll have uh, they'll have the introduction of people that are willing to sponsor and okay. uh, see if you can have a pen and paper ready and take down some numbers and uh, maybe hook up with somebody that can can help you get going okay um, next up we have Mickey Mickey
13: so hernie
0: Mickey.
14: Hello, this is Mickey <laughs> from Georgia. Um, oh my gosh, where well, I can start this paragraph? I love the emphasis of the real alcoholic. I'm a real compulsive reader because I have to keep in mind what real means. Because for me, for many years, um, a little over two decades, and that's saying a lot because I'm only 28 a little over two decades, I know for a fact that, okay, I have a problem with this food, but it wasn't real to me that I needed to give it up. It wasn't until I came into these rooms where I was like, oh, I need to give it up in order to actually be free and be happy the way I assumed that I already was. (laughs) And, you know, it's beautiful, this paragraph. Like, for me, I did start off as a moderate drinker because I honestly didn't start overeating and binging until I was, like, eight years old. Um, Before that, I, I could take it or leave it. Like, I would have one thing and push it away. Like, my mom even said in the high chair she would give me the food that I now binge on and I would throw it on the floor. I don't want that. (laughs) Um, And so looking at this just reminds me, yeah, just because I started off as a moderate drinker or a moderate compulsive reader doesn't mean that in my eating career it didn't progress. (laughs) Just like this disease progresses, my eating career did too. And as I got older, I started saying, you know what, this little oatmeal that I was having, that's not doing it for me. And my mom introduced me to waffles. And I went on into those races, and I never got out of it. Um, And for me, like, although today I'm a vegetarian, even that, like, my disease can have me thinking, you're a vegetarian now. You're cured. And my higher power is like, hell to the no. Um, (laughs) I don't care if you're a vegan. I don't care if you're a vegetarian. Honey, you're still a compulsible reader because... The moment I stop practicing the principles of this program, doing this work, I can binge on my damn vegetarian food. So this just makes it very real to me that every day I have to be honest with myself that I am a real compulsive overeater. I don't eat like normal people. Yeah, my cousin can eat a whole pizza, but the difference between her and I, not only is the fact that she don't gain weight, but also... She's not gonna to wanna to follow that with eating something else with high fat and flour. She's she can eat it and it's done and it's over. Never had that happen for me. And I'm like, who the hell are you? And I don't understand what unicorn situation's going on here. But for today, I don't have to eat to state my fears or to state my emotions because I have a better solution that actually works. And it's not the food. It's a connection to a higher power and working these steps. And by the grace of God, every day I am well because of that. And with that, I pass. Thank you for allowing me to share.
0: Thank you, Mickey. Appreciate it. Okay, now we're ready to take some new names. Who else would like to share on this paragraph? And the paragraph is
13: one. I got
0: I got nothing out of all that. Uh, start again. Ooh.
11: Linda that D. O. o.
0: Terry Ronnie C.R. Irene B.
13: Linda D. Brenda D. Ronnie in Missouri.
0: Ronnie in Missouri.
13: Terry
2: H.J.
0: Uh, who, Terry, what?
2: Terry
14: H.M. Devora S. Terry
0: H.M. Leia
14: Devarha S. Devora S.
0: Devora S. Okay. Um Here's what I have. I have Vasa O., Terry C.R., uh, Irene B., Brenda D., Ronnie in, Miss- in Missouri, uh, Terry H.M., Leia S., and Devora S., and I doubt if we'll get through everybody but let's uh so let's get started Vasa go ahead
15: good morning, everyone. thank you, Pra, right. for your service i'm vasa grateful, grateful recovered compulsive overeater calling from Port childvez, Florida and uh yeah, I love this paragraph. I was probably born uh compulsive with the disease of compulsive overeating. My mind didn't develop until we came in America um, in the old country we didn't have all these uh toxic foods that we put in our bodies that uh, developed to all, all kinds of sicknesses physical sicknesses emotional pro- spiritual in every way it affected my life so uh, my disease didn't blossom till we came in America. And I remember my mom being worried in the old country. We, you know, I was very thin as a child, so I know how it is to be called Twinky, uh, um, uh, a real thin person, whatever. I was harassed because I was so thin, and here in America, people are judged because they're too overweight. You know, so when I came in America uh, with my family. And my aunt took us to stop and shop, and told my brother and me just to put whatever we wanted to put in the wagon. And guess what? We put all those things that are so unhealthy for us. And I gained 20 pounds in 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 one month. And my mother was so happy to see some meat, some flesh on my body. That's when my disease started. And I probably would have had it from the whole country, but we didn't have. The foods that we have here in America. So when I came to, oh, I had been struggling with the food addiction for 25 years. I didn't even know it was called food addiction. I didn't know anything about the allergies, and I learned that here when somebody gave me the big book, and they said, you know, I said, I don't want this. I'm not, a, I'm not an alcoholic. I'm just, I love to eat food, and I didn't even know they called it a disease, eating disorder. I didn't know any of it. But I was I was really terrified because it it was getting progressive for me, to the point there was no I could not even put it down for one day any longer. I could do it sometimes before I came to O.A. You know, for a few days or one week. But I always kept on going back. Never, never could keep it down and leave it there till I was ready and willing to surrender to a power greater than myself, which I call God higher power, whatever you call it, you know. And uh, and I surrendered to the program because uh, I knew I was 41 years old when I came to the program, and I knew I predicted my death. I was going to be 40. Like by the time I was 45 years old, I was going to die. I was stuffing myself with the food. I used some bulimia, anorexia. I did everything I could to keep the food down. But when I came to OA, I had to do it differently, you know, surrender, and then, again, put the food down, clean the house, and help others. That's the key for me, and I'm so grateful. I've been freed from this food, food addiction for many, many, many years, and also, you know, going through life and life's problems. I don't have to run to the food to run to deal with life. Thank you for letting me share in our
0: all right. Thanks, Leah. All right. Or uh, VASA. I mean, next we have Terry CR. Terry? Did I get that wrong?
16: I wonder if, did you mean Shelley CR? There's a Shelley... Go ahead. Um, oh.
0: Yeah, Terry's your HM is lower on the list. All right, Sherry, go ahead. Was there a Sherry?
16: This is Shelly Cr.
0: Oh, Shelly. Okay. Did you say your name? Yeah.
16: Yep. Yep. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Um good morning everyone. This is Shelley CR, grateful uh recovered compulsive overeater in northern Minnesota. Um and you know, uh in the reading this morning, like I think about, you know, how my disease uh progressed and how I um now looking back, I can recognize that I was also always a compulsive overeater. Um, from a very early age, the disease really kicked into into high gear. Um, but I really, really was in denial about uh, the realities of of what food, how how I have that uh, physical allergy and that mental twist, and how um, you know I really wanted to be a moderate a moderate eater um, or even a a hard eater right um, and when it has come to this program me really looking at that you know I wasn't able to do that and for me things needed to get worse before they got better so um I came into a meeting at some point in time and I left that meeting going yeah no 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 I'm good <laughs> this isn't no, this isn't for me and so, so you know, my higher power works in wonderful ways that I needed things to get worse before I was able to truly recognize, like, oh, my gosh, I am a compulsive overeater through and through. Um, and, you know, when it comes, like, it obviously, in the book, it was originally written in the sense of alcohol, right? And so I look at that, and, and I was a hard drinker. Um, and maybe that would have progressed. Too. I, you know, I don't know. Uh, through this program, I learned that I needed to give up alcohol for myself as part of my abstinence. It didn't fit for me, um, and so I now am so grateful to my higher power and to this program um, and to all of you who share um, and all that I learn on a regular basis about you know, uh, how, like this allows me that recovery just for today as long as I work my program. I need to take the steps of action. And sometimes that's not always comfortable Um and that's okay because <laughs> now when I am in a place of discomfort or dis-ease, I can, um you know, I have things to do. I have actions that I can take within this program. I can reach out to others. Um, and I'm just so grateful to be here today and to have this, uh, reprieve on a daily basis, and with that, I will pass.
0: Okay, thank you. Next up, we have Irene B. Irene?
17: Hey, good morning. Thanks, moderator. especially actually Irene B. from Maryland. Um well, Thank you so much for this. This paragraph is amazing. It <laughs> reminds me that the, my disease was so progressive. I started out as a low-bottom feeder as a kid, and then I just went to what I thought was moderate, and then I got into program and <laughs> had relapse and became a heart eater. And then, yeah, you that know, I'm the real deal. I mean, it's food is food, right? And so um it took me years, years of stubbornness and uh, thinking I had it for me to finally hit rock bottom and cry out to my higher power um, when I call God and say, look, I can't do this anymore, and voila a uh, sponsor came up alongside me and then I began to really work the steps. And I realized that if I, I, people will say to me, gosh, you you know, why can't you have just a little bite of that sugary thing? And I tell them, well, that one bite is 75 pounds to me. because that's really what happens. If I get into something that I know is part of my addictive personality or my addictive, whatever you call it. If I get into it, um, I'm off to the races. And, At this point, I don't want to go to the races, I want to go to recovery, I want to be in a place where I can serve and that I can honor Uh, and the program is an honoring program. Um, You know, it it has solution and there are promises and they do come, we just have to uh, keep working and
1: praying and talking to folks.
0: Irene, I think we lost you. Irene, Star One.
17: Hi there. Did you guys hear anything, or did I did I get lost in translation?
0: You got. You've been lost here for about thirty seconds.
17: Oh, okay. Well keep coming it works and you work it <laughs> i pass thanks
0: all right thank you irene yes. next up we have brenda d brenda
1: is it linda Star d linda okay.
0: d yeah brenda d
18: no linda d
0: okay it's linda d then go ahead
18: Good morning everybody. It's Linda D in Connecticut. What a sensational meeting. Um, I'm a recovered uh, compulsive eater and uh alcoholic. And um why am I here today? What what's real about addiction for me? Uh it stares me right in the face. And here's what I know today by the grace of God through the big book, These Steps, and all of you, particularly Visions meeting, because it's so such a healthy OA meeting, I know this. I'm self-destructive. That's what I know. That's what an addict is. I can only speak for myself. I can go from one thing to the next. And the only way out is to surrender and do these steps and follow what is asked of me to do and it's blind trust, and I started with terror. Terror is a very, very good place to start. It feels awful, but it propelled me into trying to trust and asking a higher power to guide me, even though I didn't believe it was real, let alone inside me. It is real, or he or she, And it is inside, and I wouldn't know that. And what was I looking for? I didn't want to hurt myself with food, or did I? You know, all that. But the thing was, I just wanted to be loved and safe and good enough. And what do you know? I'm loved and safe and more than good enough, and so is everyone on this line. With that, I pass.
1: Okay, thanks, Linda. Next we have uh, Ronnie from Mississippi. Ronnie? Ronnie?
13: Sorry, I thought I was unmuted. So Ronnie, uh, this is Ronnie, Composible over Evo Missouri. Sorry about that. Oh,
12: Missouri.
13: Um, yes. Um, so I I I liked a lot of this and identified with a lot of it, but the big thing was my problem is lack of power, and definitely with food, I have lack of power. Although over the years, you know, I I see that, you know, uh, I thought I did have power, at least a little bit, so that. Today I I can just eat one box of this. And how insane is that? I mean and but of course I couldn't eat one box, right? So that lack of power just drove me crazy. And so today, through the grace of God, I'm coming up on a year and I might even have a year, I'm not sure. And that's okay. And today at a time, right? But the lack of power is is my problem and so okay so i've had some freedom from the compulsive overeater yes so that gives me more choices yes but what i'm finding today is what really wants to drive me back to the food is my lack of power over people places and things you know i still think i might have some power over other people and i'll tell you it's taken me down now Uh, I'm not eating about it, Uh, and that's that's a gift, Uh, and I I don't even want to say that so softly. That is a hell of a gift, but uh, so that's where I'm at. So what I've been recovered from is not being a compulsive overeater. I'm recovered from that hopeless state of mind and body. I no longer feel hopeless that this is something I cannot do. A day at a time, I can do this and my my history with eating, uh, when did I realize I was a real compulsive overeater? Well, I think long before I was willing to stop, that's for sure. Um, I just didn't wanna do that because I felt like, what am I gonna have left? And I also thought, well, that's insane if to think you could never have sweets again. But then when I started to look at the history of how do I eat those, usually, usually alone so I can just it's awful to say just shove that in my mouth not even be finished chewing what's in my mouth and having swallowed it but shoving the next big batch in my mouth that's how I eat sweet and and some other things by the way but my my main, my overall watching problem is that so where I'm at today is turning over that I am recovered from a hopeless state of mind and body. And I understand that lack of power is my problem. Anyway, thank you again, everyone, and I'll pass with that.
1: Okay,
0: thank you very much. Um uh, It's time to close, so I uh, apologize to the people that I took names from, that, but uh, you wanna stay and maybe you can share in the second hour. Um, thanks to everyone who did share. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today's meeting, the one just now closing, is fifteen thousand nine hundred and sixteen one five nine one six, and that's for December fourteenth, December fourth, two thousand and twenty. Um, we're now going to close with a reading from the Big Book on page one sixty four, followed by the Serenity Prayer. Well, uh, uh Marge O., uh, please read uh, From a Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive only to keep you until then. Thank you very
18: much, Craig. Um, our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us.